Well, welcome to this service. I think the one disclaimer I'm going to make before I get started is um, they, um, Ivan and Nate keep referring to this as a sermon, and I was told to share for 15 minutes. So um, I'm. This is more going to be a long devotional than a sermon. So um, just tailor your expectations for that. I this week I have been thinking a lot about Thanksgiving, as most of us have. Um, and I I realized that all of our Thanksgivings this year may have been different. I think about, you know, those of us at church who may actually have been sick over Thanksgiving. And also, you know, those who wanted to see family and weren't able to. And I know there was a lot of sorrow, a lot of, you know, sadness, and a lot of times where we maybe didn't know what to do with those feelings because we want to be grateful. And 2020 has been a year for me that I've had to evaluate where my joy is coming from. And I think one of human tendencies and definitely my tendencies are to focus on, well, I don't have this, but I do have something else. And I think that can be a good thing. It's a coping mechanism. I think we're from a very early age taught. We're taught to be grateful for what we have and not you know, yearn for what we don't have. But I think that's a dangerous trap to fall into, especially when we find ourselves in circumstances that it seems like one by one, those things that we hold dear to us are being pulled away. And we keep turning to the next thing and the next thing. Jess and I love to go take a walk down from our shop, go to a local coffee shop together and grab a cup of coffee. It's one of the simple things that we do that really brings us joy. And this year, it's been a sense of normalcy for us. We take that walk and she'll often say to me, our life is pretty good. And it is. She's not, she's not wrong. We have so much to be grateful for. But often I find myself turning to those types of things in my life that I'm drawing whether my life is good or not. And recently this year i've had to really evaluate my heart and see where i'm drawing my joy and i realize that too many times it's from the circumstances around us rather than in christ and i have been reading through a lot of paul's writings recently with sunday school but also just personally and I'm often struck with Paul, there's a recurring theme that he does not draw joy from the things around him. Rather, he draws joy from who he is in Christ and farthering the kingdom of God. And 
Today, I want to spend a little bit of time in Philippians. We're going to read 11 verses out of Philippians, start at Philippians 1. We're going to read 19 through 30. I have three things that I want to pull out of this passage and then a challenge for each of us. Um, and we'll um, wrap up after that. So Philippians 1, verse 19, and we're going to read to the end of the chapter. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, according to my earnest expectation and hope that in nothing shall I be ashamed, but with all boldness as always, so now also Christ will be magnified in my body, whether in life or by death. For me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, this will mean the fruits of my labor. Yet that I shall choose, what I shall choose, I cannot tell. For I am hard pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. And being confident of this, I know I shall remain and continue with you all for your progress and joy of faith, that your rejoicing for me may be more abundant in Jesus Christ by my coming to you again. Only let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ, so that whether I come and see you or am absent, I may hear of all your affairs, that you stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries, which is to them a proof of perdition, but to you of salvation and that from God. For to you it has been granted on behalf of Christ, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for his sake. For having the same conflict which you saw in me, and now here is in me. So this is one of Philippians is one of my favorite passages in the Bible. Um, it's so so full of joy and gratitude, but also an underlying tone of the reality of life. That life, we live in a fallen world where you know we're. Things aren't perfect, and we see that coming through. So the first thing that struck me in Paul's response to this is Paul's attitude toward life and death. His view of this is if my relationship with Christ is right and I am pursuing the kingdom of God, that if I'm here— I'm farthering that kingdom of God. And if I'm not here, if I would pass on, that it's even a bigger win for me personally because I am rejoicing with Christ in heaven. And I often see myself kind of oscillating between these two where it's kind of like I'm here and I want to pour my life into this and kind of worry kind of about death or 
I'm like, oh, well, let's just not worry about life on earth at all. Let's, you know, let's get this over with and go to heaven. But to have that proper understanding of whichever way I go, as long as I am fully pursuing Christ and God's kingdom, I'm either building that kingdom on earth or celebrating in heaven. And there's there's no there's no downside either way. It's a it's a win win. And it's one of the true, you know, few true win wins in life. Um, and I, I was just I would challenge all of us. Let's have our focus be on that building the kingdom of heaven and all these other things around us as they're taken away from us. That's the one thing that can't be taken away. And if it is, we're, you know, our true, you know, we're celebrating in heaven. And that's that's a huge blessing. It's a comfort. Um, yeah, I just I can't stress that enough. That's been really near and dear to me in the last couple months, year, year or so. Um, it continues to be um, important. Secondly, as we move down in this chapter, if we go down to, and I would just say that that's kind of the theme of the first six verses that I read. When we get to 27, I've just been struck this year so much about when our relationship is right with Christ, um, certain actions do follow. And I'm just thinking about what Nate said earlier about you know, actions following um, is that let your conduct be worthy of the gospel of Christ. And I just want to once again challenge us in our words, our behavior, as we're building that kingdom, a byproduct of that is going to be worthy conduct. Um, and that's that's a huge part of having our hearts where we need to be is that manifestation of, you know, how we act. Uh, and I I think when we're under stress, when we're struggling with joy, the first thing that is affected is our conduct. So um, and I, I don't really have much more to say on that, but it just as I read it, I was challenged by conducting our conduct being where it needs to be. And then thirdly, we have, let us not live out of fear. And 28 goes on to say, and not in any way terrified by your adversaries. And I think that adversaries can be anything that is taking our focus off of Christ. And Fear is that thing that can steal our joy more quickly than anything else. And Paul is reminding us if our focus is on building the kingdom, again, coming back to this idea that we have nothing to lose as long as we're living in Christ. If that's in perspective, that takes that fear out of our life and we don't have to live out of fear. Um, and that's really comforting, but it's also really sobering because I think each and every one of us in the last year has something that has really struck a chord of, of fear, of sadness. Um, 
you know, something that's been that we're worried about losing or that we have lost. And when that fear rises up, I would really challenge us to come back to where is our relationship and focus on? Um, is it on the things of the world, the things that we have identified as what makes us? And that can be a business. Um, it can be our, you know, very good things of a ministry that we have poured our life into. And or it can be things that maybe we need to just let go of totally. Um, our phones, as Darren pointed out, things that are stealing our time. But it really comes down to when we see that fear rise up, I would challenge us that that's a hard check that we need to be doing some self-evaluation to see you know, where, we're take, where we're searching for joy. Um, and this is where, like, I really do in my life, I really had to turn and understand that a lot of the things that were so important to me, God is slowly showing me that my focus has not been on the kingdom and building that kingdom at the level that he has. And it's sobering because, you know, we do live in a world where there are things that pull us and that's not always wrong. We are here to enjoy those things as well, but we have to hold them loosely. And when they're taken away, I think we do realize how much we hold on to them. So in conclusion, I just want to reach out to each of us. And if you're struggling with fear, if you're struggling to have, you know, to find joy right now, turn back into the Bible, turn back into scripture and also into building God's kingdom. That's something that can never be taken away from us whether we're not able to meet as a group, whether we're, you know, lose our jobs, um, you know, we can continue to, to build the kingdom. And I, I just, I'm almost tearing up here because I'm, it saddens me in my own life when I see that this joy has sometimes been taken from me. So I, will wrap up my portion, but I did want to just open it up. And if anyone has something that they want to share, that they feel like God is showing them where they can continue to find joy, um, I'll just give just a few minutes or opportunity. If not, then we'll, um, I'll close with prayer. So. Well, not to draw it out, um, thank you for listening and um, 
Let's have a word of prayer, and then you can consider yourselves dismissed. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for all that you have given for us. Lord, I just pray that we could truly pursue your kingdom, that we could find joy out of the things that we're supposed to, and that is in building your kingdom and following you. And that we could hold all the other beautiful gifts that you have given us loosely and that you would continue to bless our congregation and help us to come together, whether virtually, whether together, and grant healing for the, all those who are struggling with sickness. In your name, amen.